You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenedchurch.com. And I'm just, I'm inspired right now because I just, during Vision Builder's time, this, this is such an epic time for me because I have a track record now. How long have we been doing Vision Builders? Oh, nine years? 10 years? 10 years. The first one, so scary. So scary. I got all inspired, you know, around like I'd found a spirit-filled church and I was like, why well, believe God? And I remember we just, we committed an amount of money and I'd never gave that much money. And then we got through the whole year and we hadn't been very responsible. So we had to give, give it all. And we were trying to buy a house and and it was like God said, just, just do it. Same as I just kind of did here today. A, a, a preacher challenged me. Preacher challenged me. And I'm like, oh God, if we give this money, that's our whole down payment for the house. We're not going to get the house. And uh, we had been trying and trying and trying. We kept getting outbid and outbid and outbid. And then God told me that in service, you know, and just so you know, it wasn't an audible voice. The sky didn't open up. I just felt it in my heart. God was like, honor your commitment to me first. I was like, oh, Jesus, Uh, you're going to have to tell my wife because she's going to kill me. And, uh, you know, he, uh, so I said, okay, God, if you, if, if you get that in Lorenz's mind, I'll know it's you. Cause at first when I heard that little voice in my heart saying, you should just give your down payment to vision builders to finish your vision builders pledge. I was like, get away from me, Satan. Like I was like, I was rebuking that thought. Um, and yeah, so we get in the car and my wife looks over, she says, I think we have to finish our vision builders. I was like, no. <laughs> You know, we cried. We had a Sunday night service at that time. And so put a check in there. We were crying. And yeah, yeah, we watered that seed hard. Okay. That seed was, was soaking wet. Okay. (laughs) I think it was three weeks after that, we were in a beautiful condo right next to the beach in one of our favorite parts of San Diego, and we didn't have to pay a dime. The lady that sold it to us did it off market, sold it to us for $60,000 under budget, and paid all the closing costs. That's a good one. That's a good one. And that, that really was the launch point for me to understand that God is challenging me to be completely different than the world lives. That my mandate is my life. Jesus said, when you pray, this is how you pray. His kingdom come, his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so that became a mantra in my life. And then I had to figure out, okay, well, how do I get heaven down to earth? And what does heaven look like? So heaven doesn't have disease. Okay, so then I go in my Bible, and I'm like, okay. Well, Jesus seemed to knock out a lot of diseases. He seemed to be all about, what was he doing? He was praying for people. So I choose to pray for people to get healed, regardless of the outcome. I don't get to reshape my theology. You're like, man, hasn't he said this before? Yeah, because I want to really get it in our church, that we don't get to write the theology. We are to do as Jesus did. And, you know, and then you ask other questions like, okay, there's no disease in heaven. Is there uh, bankruptcy in heaven? 
Is there poverty in heaven? No. And that really rocked me because I was raised in a church culture that kind of celebrated like, oh, we don't need anything in the world. You know, we're, we're heaven bound and our, our treasures in heaven. And, and, but, but that's not what Jesus said to pray. He said, make earth like heaven. That's why the United States of America has been hands down the most prosperous nation in all the, all the earth. Why? Because we said one nation under God. So we got, we got in, we just, we just put it on our dollar bill. But what we didn't realize is that when we said, okay, God, we want to be under you. He said, cool. Well, let me, let me do this. Now, is there still poverty here? Yes, there is. Because corruption and addiction and all the other things that, that the, devil tries to bring, but there is enough money in this country to go around over and over and over again. The problem, and it's not, listen, don't let the media get you into this. It, wealth is created. Wealth is created. It is not put out in a pie, and then if this person has this much, that means everyone else can. We can create wealth, because when you provide a service... Hear me in this. This is heaven. This is why Jesus, why, why Adam and Eve, original creation. He gave them a garden, but he didn't say, listen, listen, don't be too fruitful and multiply because there's only so much garden to go around. No. He said, hey, get after it, multiply, and then expand the garden because the kingdom is seed. I can take one one apple seed and in one round get an apple tree in the next go around get an apple orchard think about that money is seed that's why god says he gives seed to the sower because the sower understands this baby can multiply itself this thing if you're lucky can go into bitcoin and really hit it (laughs) and then if you wait too long you know but (laughs) It's personal. <laughs> Talk to Andy Pugh about investing, not me. Anyways, <laughs> but the point is, is that we were, we create, if you create a service, guess what, that, a service that really helps people, it'll be traded. It'll be traded on the open market. There are services yet to be created. There is not a little amount of wealth in the world and, and to persecute the rich. Now, listen, I know there's greedy people. I'm not saying there's not greedy people and people, you know, monopolies that shut people down. I get all that. And, and there, you know, there is some level there. But, but the, this whole, it's not kingdom to say, that person's richer than me. I should be jealous of them and they should give me more. We should all have the same. God does not do that. God is a rewarder. He is a rewarder. Now, we have unconditional love and unconditional grace and acceptance from him. But as far as our advancement and our, our spiritual growth, there is a give and take. There is a reward when we, when we commit, you know what, I'm going to read my Bible every morning. I'm going to, or like Joshua 1.8 says, meditate on the word day and night, day and night. There is a reward for getting more of the kingdom inside of you. It overflows out of you. Right? So I just, I feel like I got to get there because we're going into vision builders. And we say, you know, we, we assume the tithe, vision builders isn't the tithe. Tithe, that's you and God just getting, not stealing from God. That's, that's the first part. 
Just saying, God wants 10, boom, done, okay? After that, though, that's when we move into generosity and giving. And Vision Builders is that extra oomph. It's why when this building became available and it was a once-in-a-lifetime deal because it was a fire sale, there was a church that said, you know what? We can buy that building. Because a bunch of people a year before that committed, said, God, I'm going to put my seed in that. And just like any good investor will tell you, you should put your seed, i.e. money, in a healthy, thriving company. That's pretty much investment 101, right? So when you say, okay, where's my tithe going? Should go to a church, but you should see health in that church. You should see health in your church. Doesn't mean we're perfect. Look, we're all, we're all a little bit of a hot mess on legs. Like, I, we get that. It doesn't mean, oh, somebody didn't say hi to me at church. Better not put my fruit in this, you know, better not sow into this seed. No, it's not that, but it's an overall, are, are you seeing kingdoms start to come into your life from that church? Sow into it so that you can get more kingdom. I'm telling you, I, we are blessed. That's all I can explain it. I, I, and, and you know what, I'm gonna talk about it real briefly here. There are seasons, there are seasons where God is stretching or growing my character, where maybe he's picking a thing that he's gonna develop and it's not always like every season's easy, but every time I go through one of those trials, on the other end of it, it's just blessing. A hundred more than I thought would have been possible, right? So anyways, here we go. The title of my message in five minutes, <laughs> I'm just going to, I already actually preached half of it through a, just in jumble thing, but title of my message in five minutes is breakthrough belief. So God wants to give you breakthrough because your life reflecting heaven is what brings people to Jesus. It's so beautiful and attractive. Romans says that the kindness of the Lord leads to repentance. Now, is repentance a recognition of, man, I'm a sinner, I've missed the mark, I haven't done it right, and I need forgiveness for Jesus? Absolutely. But it is, a, it is actually, people get there when they see the contrast. See, for too long, people have thought that the way you, uh, not ever, a lot of people, but there are people that think the only way that you'll get people to see they're a sinner is to yell on the street, you're a sinner, you're gonna burn. It's not very attractive. No one looks at that person's life and goes, I really wish I was doing what you're doing right now. <laughs> That's not the thought that goes in your head, right? But I'll tell you what, when I go over to the Atterbury's house and sit on their nice deck and I, and I see their, their beautiful Sophia playing with my kids and she's so sweet to my kids and you know, you go, hey, what, what are you guys doing? I like this kitchen that you remodel. What it, What's, what's going on in your life? And then you hear her say, well, we got Jesus. We're doing this thing Jesus way. You know what that makes me do as a non-believer? I go, I kind of would like that. I wouldn't mind this. I wouldn't mind my kids not being on, you know, going on the off the rails. I wouldn't mind these things. Or, you know, when it, that's the point. 
is it brings people to see the contrast. When they see heaven, they go, wow, I don't have very much of that, and I would like some more of that, please. And it's not just about, you know, Bentley and the big cars. It's, it's, it's the kindness that they see on you when you talk to people. It's the way you carry yourself. It's that when everyone else is panicked and, you know, everybody else has like five rooms of their epic basement filled with food because it's all going to happen any second now, you know, and you're like, hey, yeah, eh. Just, I'm going to go there, right? I, no, nothing against, I, nothing against if you like to, you know, have a little storage. And I love guns, so that's fine. It's all good. But I'm just saying, you know, there's a lot of that here. Everybody's like, the end is almost here. And I'm like, okay, well, if, if the end comes, I go to be with Jesus. So I don't, I'm not really going to spend a lot of time consumed on this. Boy, I'm kicking all the sacred calves in the valley today. This is awesome. All right, break... Breakthrough belief. So I have three points. The first point is that in order to get a breakthrough belief, believe that you're going to have breakthrough in every area of your life. The first thing that comes with that is a little bit of breaking. God's going to come in your world and he's okay with breaking stuff. He's not the most polite house guest. You invite him in and say, Jesus, I invite you to my heart. And he kind of comes in. He's like, hey, this is beautiful. You're beautiful. I love you. And after, for a while, it's just like, I love you. You're great. And then all of a sudden, he starts like walking in a room of your house. He's like, don't like this. He just breaks it. And you're like, Jesus, I, I, I wasn't ready for you to, no, I wasn't ready. I liked that. No, I don't like it. Break it. Right? I'll break it. So he likes to break some things. So one thing he'll come in, he'll like to begin to break his pride. Look, pride, there's a reason he doesn't like it. Can you throw up Proverbs 11 too? This is why God doesn't like pride. When pride comes, then comes shame. Pride comes before the fall. We've all heard that. But, when, but with the humble is wisdom. See, God knows your pride is going to mess you up. And so he's okay with breaking it down a little bit. I think it was um, Burgess Owens. Uh, yeah, Burgess Owens. I was hearing him talking. I liked what he said. Uh, I went to a little political thing, and he said, uh, "You can either be humble or be humbled. You don't want the ed. <laughs> you don't want that part. That is not a good thing. Okay, just go with the humble. Don't make God add that to the back of it. Right. So He'll humble us." Not because he wants to shame us, because he knows that pride comes before the fall. So he'll internally, he'll have these moments where he'll begin to say, hey, I need you to learn that with me, all things are possible, but without me, you're a train wreck. And he's willing to let us kind of see some of that unfold until we go, okay, Jesus, I want to do it with you, right? The next thing he likes to break, and this one's tough, Matthew 10, 34 says this, don't think that I came to bring peace on earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. Now this verse follows by, I just don't have time to read all. He talks about, hey, uh, your family isn't gonna always be down with you following me. And your friends aren't always gonna be down with you following me. One thing he's not afraid to break in your world is toxic relationships. And it is a blessing, but it's very uncomfortable. Until you realize, oh, the reason I hung out with them is because I had the same dysfunctions as they did, and so I didn't feel challenged, I didn't grow, and it was easy to hang out with them because they don't challenge me at all. 
So God will start to bring you into a connect group and into, uh, you know, DNA and into serving on a team and you'll hang out with somebody. You'll go, oh man, I'm, I'm not on the same level in this area, you know, and it'll confront, but then you'll start to grow. And then your friends will be like, man, you know, the, the, as the prophet Taylor Swift said, haters are going to hate, 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 hate. Okay. When you start growing, don't be shocked. If some relationships that you used to think, oh, you're my ride or die, never, no, they, they begin to fall apart. I love my boys from Oakdale, California, okay? Little, little town called Oakdale, Gabe's been there. It's a one horse town. And, but I'll tell you what, I can only do about a week in Oakdale. And I used to live there. I, I mean, we, we, we did all kinds of great things, but I can only do a week with my old friends. And I realize I'm like, man, we don't talk the same anymore. We don't think the same anymore. And, and I don't want to go back there. So God's not afraid to break, break. But here's the deal. Whatever he breaks, just like a bone that needs to get set right, he's not breaking it to permanently break. He's breaking it to fix it. So if you've lost relationships for following Jesus, fathers, mothers, sisters, brothers, friends, just know that God is going to replace those. The Bible actually promises that anyone who's given up any of those things will receive a hundredfold in this life and then eternal life and life to come. So let God do his breaking because in that breaking, you'll begin to understand what breakthrough looks like. You just, you can't, the, the word says it right there. What is breakthrough? You literally have to break through something, right? We say like, oh yeah, I got breakthrough. It's like, well, technically that means you pro, if you just, in the natural, you read headlong through something, right? Like you had to run through a wall. You had to run over something. So there is a break, but a healthy break. Now, the next part to get breakthrough belief is you have to go through. You have to learn the test to go through. And we can bring the keys up because I'm gonna wrap it up here. I've found that God likes to bring us through Three, three things when it comes to the through part of breakthrough. First, we talked about already obedience. See, for God to fully unlock all the blessings he has planned, what he knows is that the next level of blessing comes with a next level of responsibility. And he knows that if you can't get the obedience in this season, that that thing will crush you. And he loves you too much. You know, if you can't get obedience to honor your spouse in this season, well, what happens when you get that promotion and now there's more pull from you at work? It'll break. And so God begins to get us through learning how to be obedient. And because he's a good father. I have three and four-year-olds. I have never became so more aware of how God works on trying to get us obedient because they don't see what I see, but I'm like, Levi, if you scream like a little girl every time you don't get your way. Sorry. <laughs> I haven't said that to him, but it, I am thinking it sometimes. <laughs> Full disclosure. If you scream like a little baby every time you don't get your way, Right now in this season, people go, oh, kids. But when you're 22 and you're yelling 
at people and you're raging and throwing a tantrum, it's gonna cost him something. Exactly, it's, I'm not gonna let him get there because I'm a good dad. So I'm coming down there when he's four and saying, I'm gonna teach you with a toy what you need to know for your whole life. I'm gonna teach you with a bedtime and a schedule what you need to know in your whole life. He needs discipline, he needs growth. And that's me working on the obedience. So God works there. And I've found this, that if someone's stuck in a season for a long, long time, and I say this with all love, all love, but if you've been stuck in a repeating cycle for years, there's probably one thing that God put his finger on. And he said, hey, I wanna work on this. I'm not, you don't have to be perfect. You don't, but I, I, this is the subject I wanna work on. And he would ignore it in this season, but then he goes right here. And then he says, and you're like, no, 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 let's, let's do this. And you're like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do, a, you know, a big fast, or I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give so much to this. And he goes, I, I, it's great, but I'm here. This is the thing. I think we got our youth in the room, right? We got some of our youth up in here? Or did they, they okay, yeah, youth. Let me, let, me, let me pick on you guys for a minute. You know, you guys are good looking and there's other good looking people, but God wants you to try to date or wants you to date when, you, when it's time, when your parents say it's time, okay? <laughs> wants you to date equally yoked, another believer. And you're like, man, why is this not working? Why is, why, why, is, he was so handsome, but now he's just a jerk and that's happened three or four times, right? Maybe God's saying, hey, I'm putting my hand on this. Just, just a thought. And I say that because every time I finally go back to, you know, I, I'm like way over here. I've had times where God's been trying for like, it's embarrassing, but like, I think there have been seasons where he was trying to fix something for like a year or two. And I'm like, God, I'm just, I'm going to do all these things for you. And he's like, I'm over here. And finally, every time I come back and I'm like, oh, I wasted all this time, you know, pity party. But I say, fine, we'll deal with this. He goes, perfect. And we get it. And he goes, and just slingshots me further than I was trying to go on my own. Every time, every time I have been obedient, he takes me further than I thought I could go on my own. The other thing he'll take you through, Romans 5 says, tribulations and trials. Listen, we're not guaranteed a perfect life, meaning that we never have any hardship. But when God takes you through a trial, He's taking you there as Romans 5, 3, or Romans 5, 3 through 4 says, he's taking you there. We also bring also glory and tribulations, knowing that tribulations produce perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. See, the trials that he allows through, he's a good God. Some things that are, have come through his protection he, he's going to use. I don't want to say that he caused that. And listen, there are some things that are coming through that are straight from the enemy and God will still bring good out of them, but God did not, God did not give you cancer. God did not make you sick, okay? But there are things that you say, God, how, where were you on that one? Like, I thought you had my back. And he says, listen, it's here now, but watch what I'll do in it. Because if you have nothing to break through, how can you get breakthrough? 
in order to have a testimony, you have to have a test, right? So we do have things that come up against us, but God will take us through that. And finally, and I'm ending on this, the last thing he tests us through, and we've talked about it already, but it's, it's you. See, he, he'll begin to, you'll say, you'll say things like, man, I, I wish I had, I don't feel like people care about me. I feel invisible. I hear this one sometimes, man, I just feel like no one really noticed me. I know one cares about me. And what God would say is, okay, whatever I can get through you, I can get to you. So come to church and find somebody else and step out and find someone who looks alone or looks new and be the first one to go say hi to them and love on them. Go, start going to a connect group. You begin to sow what you want more of in your life. You want better relationships? Become a great friend. Be the first friend to show up to help when somebody's moving. Wink, wink. No. <laughs> Be the first friend to show up. <laughs> Just kidding. Money. Money, the same thing. God, I just wish we didn't have to struggle financially. And God's saying, hey, if I can get it through you, I can get it to you. It's a kingdom principle. And when you're willing to go through the breaking and through the throughing, you begin to have this deep-seated belief that we serve a God of breakthrough, that his sole thing he wants to do is use me to bring heaven down to earth, to break open, break heaven open and bring it onto this earth, to bring it onto my family, to bring it onto my friends, to bring it onto my business, to bring it onto my territory. Let's stand to our feet. We serve a God of breakthrough. He's the breakthrough God. We're gonna have the worship team up. I'm gonna pray for us corporately. And then I'm gonna ask uh, our pastors and ministry team to come up here. And what I want to encourage is that if you need a breakthrough, if you need a breakthrough, do not leave here. Do not leave here without stepping up here and getting that prayer because you serve a God of breakthrough. And every breakthrough becomes a for me, a flag in the ground that I can always, as I'm charging to the next hill, I can look back and say, oh yeah, that's right. That's right. He broke through there for me. He broke through there for me. The reason I had to talk about the obedience and the, and the line of break is just to get the place right because I don't, what happens is if, that, if, I, if something convicted you today, if you go, oh shoot, that whole God's camping on a subject thing, that's me. That's so good. That should happen at church. But if that's you, come up here, confess, this is what God's trying to do in my life. Will you pray that I have the strength to deal with this thing? Because God's just waiting. He's like, come on, let's just get this. Let's get, let's do this. Let's do this thing. So you can come up and any of the things I hit, if they are hindering you, or if you're just going through a tribulation, come up here and get prayer. God, give me the strength to crush this season to get all the fruit I need to get, to get all the understanding and, the, and, and growth I need to get. But don't leave here without that prayer. And then, uh, yeah, we're gonna see it. Because what, what is this for? 
It's also that on Tuesday mornings at men's prayer and Wednesdays, on we hear the God stories, the God stories. So more people can get that breakthrough belief on the inside of them. See, our breakthrough is the key to somebody else's breakthrough. So close your eyes, we're gonna pray. God, right now, you are the God of breakthrough. And I thank you for your processing, Lord. I thank you that you never shortchange us, but you continually lavish us with love of a perfect heavenly father who is knows exactly what the plan is, that you're the author and perfecter of our faith. You're the author and the perfecter. You're going to finish this story. We just have to let you do the writing on the book. So God, today, tonight, we say, have your way. Have your way. Holy Spirit, whatever you need to do to bring more breakthrough into these people's lives in this room, into my life, will you right now reveal and give us the courage to come and deal? Because we want to see you move, Lord. We want to see you move. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.